people, good people. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the right mentality. We've been out for a little while, but it's all good. We back, we here. We got a guest tonight. Hope y'all ready for it. Cause you know I always come with the questions. You know I always come with it. Hello, hello, lady. Hey. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I am doing pretty good. So, welcome, welcome, welcome to the right mentality. Thank Glad you. Glad to have you here. You know, it took some time, but you know, we made it happen. <laughs> yes, we appreciate it. Did. So now, I ain't too good with names. Um, I don't want to mispronounce it. So please introduce yourself to the people. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. My name is Sharice Calloway. Um, do you want me to like introduce what I do? Like what? It, do what all you... of that. Do all of that. <laughs> okay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, I'm in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, I have a private practice, and I primarily see um, small children. So my title does say marriage and family therapist, but I really uh, kind of focus on the family part, not really the marriage. <laughs> Don't okay. have a ton of couples, but I love the small children and mainly individuals. And so that's what I. Do. I do from a day to day, and I'm just glad to be here to talk about that and the topic at hand today. Nice. So we we kind of in the same field, same field. So I work yeah. with children. You know, um, every day is something different. I would say. Definitely, definitely. You have to be flexible. Yeah, and um, that patience thing. You gotta have that. You do. Without it, I don't know how long I will last. Exactly. A lot of people are like, I don't know how you do the small children. I'm just like, I just, I love them. And so it's, it can be tough, but you have to have the patience and to see them reach their goal or to kind of yeah. get over whatever they're struggling yeah. with is like amazing to see, even if it might take a little bit longer because little yeah. people have, you know, mind of their own. It's harder to communicate. They communicate <laughs> through playing and stuff. And so it can take longer, but it's just very rewarding. So. Okay. So what age range do you work with? I like the ten and under, so Ooh, yeah, you can <laughs> have those. And I love three year olds. People are like, How do you see three year olds in therapy? I love my itty bitties. I call them my itty bitties. They're my three year olds. I love them so much. I don't like the ten and up but I will see them. Um, okay. Just I don't li like dislike them because of anything that they're doing. It's just not my vibe. Like I just okay. think that um, I work better with the smaller children. Like I can get, kind of get on the floor and play with them and kind of use my imagination with older kids. Um, sometimes it's like they have the world figured out and it's harder to kind of challenge their mentality and I lose my patience quicker with the older ones. But with <laughs> the younger ones, I'm on the floor, I'm playing in the sand with them. I'm just kind of like being a kid myself. And so it's really enjoyable. Okay. See, I'm with the older crowd. Mm -mm. I'm with the older crowd because I can relate to them a little bit more. And they can, I guess, I'm not, I'm not trying to be your friend, but I'm yeah. here to help you. But just to, like you said, they kind of have things figured out. So yeah. me coming in, honestly, as an African-American male to help them and get them to understand a lot of things because I primarily work with African-American kids and the boys, of course, they need to help the most. So, um, yeah, that's where I come in. So, you know, I like, and of course, you know, we can do a little tussles, talk about some <laughs> stuff and stuff like that. So yeah. So 
Listen, we appreciate you. Thank yeah, you for coming here. Now, good people, let me tell y'all. Um, <clears throat> y'all don't know this, but Miss Sharice may not know this, but when I come up with these topics, I come up with them. Um, 15 to 20 minutes before the show. Now, the only reason I came up with this topic at the time that you asked me, because I know you wanted something. <laughs> like, now, typically, I don't give people the, I'm sorry, not people, but I don't give the guests the questions. Now, if you want the questions, I can give them to you, but I'll still reword them in another way. So when the show starts, but this is the right mentality, introducing, keeping it in the family. Now, when we say keeping it in the family, that could be a multitude of things. Now, for me, what I say keeping it in the family, mama used to say, was, you know, what happens in this house stays in this house. Like they say in Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Now, what do you feel like keeping it in the family means to you? Yeah. When you said that topic, I was like, okay, I think this is uh, along the lines of where he's going with this, but I just wanted to be like clear of like, okay, sometimes yeah. I prepare, sometimes I don't, but being on a, a guest on someone else's podcast, I was like, let me prepare and get my mind right for the topic at hand. And so mm -hmm. I figured it was kind of along the lines of, all right, speaking of therapy, like a lot of times when there's mental health, um, mm -hmm. especially in the black community, it's like, okay, there's a stigma, of course, there still is, even though, you know, people are doing good work to make it um, less, you know, like you're crazy or it's like yeah. you know therapies of the last ditch effort people are making it more of a preventative thing of like go to therapy yeah. um get mental health help but i do think that there's still a large stigma that you know we shouldn't talk about mental health or if someone talks about it to me what do i say what do yeah. i do how do i help them and so especially in the black community i think that there is a lot of mental health issues that go on because it doesn't get talked about and because there's not that huge um community of support of like someone's going through something let's rally around them and find them some resources and exactly. get them some help usually the first response or what's common i'm not going to say in all families but what's common is hey all right you know you're going through this but like let's just keep it between us like it doesn't need to get outside of this family Bad not up. even with mental health not even with yeah. just that but other things like you got in trouble at school hey like let's just keep it you know hush hush it's only us that know about this no one yeah. needs to know about what goes on inside this house it's yeah. me and you you know we can handle it and granted, yes, sometimes that's to protect the kids. Like the whole world doesn't need to know about your problems, about, you know, you got in trouble at school or you got a bad grade. We can fix that or we can work on that. But when it is mental health, I think it needs to be taken a little bit more seriously because then the kid or the person may not feel like they have the support they need to then get extra help if they do need it outside of the family. Absolutely. I feel the exact same. Or you have those families, not just African-Americans, but those families that just primarily say, I'm good. You know, I don't need help. Um, yeah. Like you said, we'll figure this out. Um, it's, it's not going to be to the point where I need to talk to you about it or we need to seek assistance about this because, you know, mama got this. My, mama is your therapist. Daddy is your therapist. Okay, that's fine and dandy, but it's some stuff that you're not qualified to handle over here. So let's go talk to somebody. Now, taking it back to the Black community, the part that, that baffles me the most is when I hear someone say, we don't need help. Oh, we all need help. Like, we all need help. I would, like, people ask me all the time, like, do you see a therapist? 
therapists need therapists mm -hmm. because what what people need to understand is I'm I'm at work and I'm working with this kid and their family. I'm consuming everything that you're giving me and I'm taking it home with me. I can only release but so much in the car before I get out come in the house because I don't want to, you know, bring that in the home with me. So I leave it in the car, blast the music, but some of it is going to leave with you. So I need to release that onto somebody else and, and so on and so forth. So just hearing that, like, it's like, it's a stress reliever because everybody needs some type of assistance. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. Yeah, I agree. I think everyone needs therapy. That's my motto. It's like, yeah. everyone's like, who is therapy for? I'm like, everyone can benefit from it. The best yeah. clients that I've had, honestly, are the ones that are like, I don't know if I need this or, you know, I don't really know what I want to work on, but they're in yeah. therapy and they discover so much new stuff about themselves that it's like discovering something that you wouldn't have on your own because we are biased. We are biased. And so you're right. It's like, you can go to someone and talk about, you know, the stuff that you can't process at home or with someone else in a healthy way. But the thing that I think gets people stuck is they don't know that healthy option or what that option looks like. They might think that therapy is, how can someone tell me about my problems or what to do if they don't know me or they don't live my life? I hear that a lot. Um, and so they do go to that unhealthy coping mechanisms of, hey, I'm just going to smoke when I get off work. Hey, I'm just going to sleep, yeah. get off work. Hey, yeah. I'm just going to make this big meal and kind of binge out on Netflix <laughs> and just kind of chill out for the rest of the night. Yeah. And I'm not saying those things are bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's horrible, but there needs to be a balance. There needs to be, you know, you indulging in things that you like, but yeah. also healthy mechanisms that do release that stress that you're talking about instead of just right. acting like it's not there. Yeah. And that's, that's my thing. Like a lot of people, um, like a lot of my clients, when it comes to the kids and the parents and they have a lot of issues, they tend to avoid one another versus actually dealing with the situation and the problem. So I call it uh, active ignoring. Mm -hmm. So when a parent is, you know, can I have this? Can I have this? Can I go here? My friends outside, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. I want to go. Listen to them. But at the same time, ignore them. Like they're being heard. Look at them face to face. Hey, I, I see you, but, you know, I'm over here. But it's just like, come on, man. Like, listen, like, talk to somebody. Go get something. I, I had a guy on my show. I think it was the third guy I had on my show. He said, everybody does not need therapy, but everybody can benefit from therapy. That yeah. is so very true. Yeah. Now, it's not to say, like me, I, I can't say I absolutely need it, but can I benefit from it? Absolutely. I want to go in there and snot and cry and, and figure out, like, why I am the way that I am. Why do I process thoughts and emotions the way that I do? Now, I'm the type of therapist that will go in a session with a kid, and they will sit there and cry and just ball out and just... Mr. Wright, why are you not crying with me? Mm. I'm I'm crying with you. So I tend to, it's not a good thing and it's not a bad thing, but I detach certain feelings and emotions going into these sessions because for one, I don't want you to feel as if I have pity on you or I feel in a certain type of way. Now I'm going to empathize with you, but at the same time, now take it back to when I worked in detention center, 
doing therapy with kids, you a straight face. You just get straight face. You won't get nothing else out of me. Like, why are you not crying with me? You can't. Ain't no weakness over here. It's hard body over here. Okay, I'm here for you, yeah. but we hard body. Now, listen. I don't, look, I'm getting off topic. I'm getting off topic. My bad. My bad. Listen. Now, three. Um, asking you this. What do you feel like some barriers are that? I guess I would say parents put onto children when it comes to keeping things in the house. Mm, okay. So like pressures that make them feel they have to keep things in the house. Yes. Yeah. I think going back to your comment of, Hey, I don't, not everybody needs therapy, but they can benefit from it. I think parents do a really good job of making sure that nobody in the family needs therapy. Even if they do, it's like, we're yeah. going to make sure, you know, you don't need this resource. Hey, let yeah. me take care of you. Let me do yeah. this for you. Let me help you out. Let's go pray. Let's go to church. Exactly. Let's talk about it at home. Let's not let, let it leak out the house. Um, but I think, yes, they do a really good job of saying, hey, you know, maybe, you know, I see that you might be struggling or, hey, I see that, you know, you came to me and you're talking to me about your mental health, but it does not leave this house. And so the need gets taken away. So even yeah. the kid is like, hey, I need this. The parent is like, nope, need is not a thing. You know, you cannot talk about it. Like, you can't say that it's a need. And so then the want changes, too. So yeah. the kid wants to go. But then they feel that it's bad. And so the need and want kind of get conflicted. Now it's like, hey, like I saw that I needed this thing. I wanted this thing. But now those two options are not on the table anymore. So what am I going to do instead? I'm just going to have to survive the way that, you know, my parents have taught me to or my siblings have done in the past. I'm going to use those uh, unhealthy coping mechanisms. Um, and then the want to go to therapy kind of feels like if I'm wanting to go, then something is seriously, seriously, seriously wrong with me. Absolutely. And then, you know, when I get older and I can make the choice to go, it's like, well, do I really want to go? Because then my parents have said, you know, you might be looked at as crazy or, you know, someone might find out you're in therapy and, oh, what are they going to say? And so I think that the barrier does start at home with, you know, the kid opening up and the parent, like having the stigma about it. And then mm -hmm. the, the kid kind of changing their thought process about therapy too. Because if you think about it, we learn from the family. We learn from our models. And so if the, the kind of thought process is that therapy is not something that we kind of routinely do, like we go to the doctor, then that's just the norm. It's not something that we're going to push against because when you're a kid under 14 in Alabama, you can get services if you're 14 and older by yourself. If you're under that, you can't. So what are you going to do? You have to kind of just do what your mom and dad yeah. are going to say or your caregiver and kind of like honestly suck it up and handle your emotion in any way that you know how. See, and that's when we spiral out of control yeah. as children. Now, that's given given my experience as a kid, um, experiencing some of the things I experienced, some traumatic experience growing up. Um, my words getting, you know, whatever. So, growing up, I saw a lot of stuff, experienced a lot of stuff. I had nobody to go to. I couldn't even go to my parents. So. Going to my mom and being like, how do I deal with this? Like, I'm feeling this type of way. Like, what do, what do I do? How do I process these emotions? I couldn't ask her. She didn't know because she's still, she's trying to process her own emotions. Then I go to my dad. Oh, wait, he wasn't really there. So I can't really go to him and ask him those types of questions. Then it's like, who do we gravitate to? Mm -hmm. We gravitate to peers. We gravitate to negative influences, social media. Well, we ain't had that back then. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we know we don't talk about the age, but 
um, <laughs> we didn't have all of that. So I had to figure things out on my own. And like you said, I mean, being in Alabama in 14 or 13, 12, it's like if I had something happen to me and mom says, you be all right, go um what is it what is it what is it we do the natural home remedies right yeah yeah you be all right um go drink some tea and go to sleep go take a nap exactly what what, what my mama used to say when it was cold in the house put some clothes on yeah don't don't cut my heat on put some clothes on Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. like no if i'm cold cut the heat on mama if (laughs) i'm sick give me some medicine If I have mental health issues, get me some therapy. Let's not keep it in the house because from my perspective and just seeing what I see on a daily basis and working with these kids and these families is like, take, I want to say problems or issues, but take these concerns out of the house. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go tell all your family members, like, this is what we got going on in the house. Um, I want all y'all to know all our business, but no. Take it to somebody that is, you know, in this field that can actually help you and give you what you need, coping skills, worksheets. It's it's boring. It is boring. I know it is. <laughs> but it is quite helpful. And like you said from the beginning, just seeing how they progress and they meet their goals, look. When it's time to discharge, I ain't gonna lie. You know, we be we're not about to do this. Yeah. You know, but it's it's an amazing feeling to know that you come this far. Yeah, for sure. I think that goes back to your point of the parents being they're not certified. So get some certified help because if parents, if you think you're the expert, I'm not saying you're not the expert on your kid. You absolutely are. You know your kid better than I know your kid. But you're not certified. And even if you are, you should not be doing therapy on your kids. So if you're a therapist and have and you have a kid, please don't please do that. Don't, don't send them don't. to a family member that's a therapist. <laughs> Unethical, okay? So even yes. if you are certified, we yeah. should not be doing that. Mm-hmm. But yes, it goes back to being uncertified. And then um, just, you know, like you said, kind of doing those home remedies. And yeah. like, what is the kid thinking? That are they not good enough to get help? Are they going to have to be feeling this way forever? And I want y'all to understand that if a kid is going through something that's like mental health disorder wise, like yeah. depression or anxiety, some things that they can do on their own can help that, but not everything can kind of re- like produce that natural chemical in their brain that they're lacking. And so, yes, you are the expert on your kid. Absolutely. But I also know when to take a step back and say, what can help my kid better than I can help my kid and other language, like get out of your kid's way to be the best for them, to help them and, and, tell them like, hey, I'm here for you. I think that you're worth getting the help. And this is how I'm going to show that you're worth getting the help. I'm going to help you find some resources. Let's go into the appointment together. Be a part of the treatment plan. Parents being involved is amazing because think about how it can help you too. Hey, your child can come to me and talk about this heavy stuff. They might not want to talk to you about certain things. They might be going through puberty and they might be embarrassed. They might not want to disappoint you. And so they're going to keep their feelings from you. Hey, I can be that person for them to talk to. And I can tell you if they allow me to, but if they don't choose to, well, then now that's kind of, 
um, my job to help them through that. And now you can kind of not take a back seat, but you don't have to be so stressed worrying about how they're doing or um, I guess, you know, what, what their mental state is. They have someone that they trust to talk to about it and we have a plan um, yeah. to get better. And so I think when everyone's on that same page, it helps everyone in the family feel better. And so that's one benefit of taking it outside of the house is everyone kind of gets that treatment and that healing. That is that is awesome. That is so awesome. See, we don't we connecting right there. That's what I'm talking about. So now, my question to you is: When we stem, now a lot of people may not know what stemming is, but it's when you get fixated on something, right? So when we stem, is it the parents, or is it society, mm. where? these issues should I say issues I'm sorry these concerns okay. present themselves is it the parents or is it society which one is it it's both I think okay. it's both. So okay. I think society definitely has you know the stigma Mm -hmm. within it right so it didn't just come from anywhere um it comes from like what we see on tv what we see oh my gosh don't get me started on the therapist we see on tv they're so <laughs> unethical right clients yeah, i'm very. sorry clients are like always like psychotic or yeah. you know they're hallucinating or you know they're doing all this stuff that we're like whoa that's not the typical mental health Thank thing you. going on they have multiple personalities all this stuff around tv yeah the therapist is always unethical the therapist is having sex with their clients the therapist is following them to their house the therapist is like calling other people in their lives like that is not ethical okay so as a society i think we have yeah. these unrealistic standards of what a therapist is what therapy mm -hmm. does and what mental health looks like but then i think you know we as people have the brains and the knowledge and the resources to say okay is this accurate or um, is this kind of creating this false sense of whatever they're trying to portray? Because we watch TV all the time, right? And we can see something completely absurd on TV and laugh at it and think it's entertainment, but we're gonna know like that's not true or that's not happening in everyday life. Kind of like reality TV, right? Yes, mm -hmm. they're portraying something they're seeing on TV or in their lives, but that's not happening among the general population. Same thing with therapy. What we see on TV, what we hear on media, even thinking about like celebrities that have mental health crisis, the first thing we go to is like, oh my gosh, they're crazy or like they're just, you know, wild and right now. And we don't have any empathy for them. We yeah. don't have any empathy, empathy for the mental health. We say their diagnosis. I'm thinking Kanye for one. We all know that he suffers with bipolar, but we don't say he suffers with bipolar. We say he is bipolar, right? That's the end yeah. of the He is this and he is crazy. We yeah. don't say he's suffering or he needs help. We just kind of like, oh, like he's just manic right now or oh, he's being crazy. Oh, he's texting all this stuff to the Kardashians, like all this stuff. And we're not empathetic. And so I think as people, you know, that's our responsibility. We don't have to tweet that stuff. We don't have to regurgitate what we see in the media. We don't have yeah. to repeat that to our kids. We don't have to say, oh, my gosh, like, do you hear Kanye today to our kids? Like, he's being crazy. <laughs> we can be more empathetic and say, oh, like, okay, he suffers with bipolar. What do we know about bipolar? What can yeah. he do to help himself with his bipolar disorder? Um, so I do think that generally the social realm of mental health is highly negative when we think about it and when we hear about it. Now there's people like me and you doing the work to kind of destigmatize it and to talk highly the positive about mental health, even advocates. So mental health advocates is new and life coaches and all this stuff, people yeah. who are like kind of rallying around mental health and trying to help destigmatize stuff. But still there's the people in the family who take that negative um, kind of bias or negative like stimuli that's coming in about mental health and they repeat it 
in their family. And that's not helpful. And it's not, I'm not blaming because they don't know any better, you know, but like I said, as people, we have the resources and the knowledge and the brain to kind of question ourselves or to even try it for ourselves and say, let me try therapy and get my own opinion versus let me just kind of take what I'm seeing and repeat that without having any facts behind that. Very, very true. Now, let me, let me, since you brought up Kanye West. Now, I love the fact that you said he's suffering from bipolar. Now, I'm sure everybody, well, I'm sorry, not everybody, because I've seen some posts where people are like, I can't watch that. The Jeffrey Dahmer case. That's on Netflix. I watched it. It's, it's not as bad as a lot of people predicted to be. But I, I switched hats when I watched that show, right? And I'm just looking at everything that he's doing. Looking now, have you seen it? I have not, cause I'm scaredy, and so my husband watched it, and he was like, "Babe, you cannot do it." And I'm like, "I, I, I, you know, value your okay. opinion. I probably can't. I'd probably be scared." So I mean, okay. So I'll give you pieces now okay. to those that have seen it, those that haven't seen it. My thing is, what I got from this is it stemmed from his childhood, what he saw growing up what he experienced growing up, very traumatic. Mm -hmm. The main thing that he took and the main thing that made him into who he is is what his father put him onto. Him and dad, I think dad was a doctor. Him and dad would pick up roadkill and open it up, see what's inside. Dad would tell him this is what it is. He would get uh, euphoria from touching the organs, oh. from the organs, that's where it came from. So based off of what you know, because as a child, you only know what you see. You only know what you're taught. Right. So you being taught to open up animals mm -hmm. and touch animals, this is what you're going to love, right? Right. So to me, as a child growing up, and experiencing the issues of trauma, seeing, you know, people shooting through your house, gang violence, domestic abuse, all of that type of stuff. Is this what I should be doing? Is this what me as a boy growing into a man, is this what I should become? I feel like this is just my opinion. Just because you see those things and you experience those things does not mean that it's who you have to become. Right. We can all change it. But like you said, there are certain chemical imbalances in other people's minds that don't allow you to change those certain things. Yeah. So what I saw, my mind said, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I can't have that in my life. So therefore, I changed it. What Jeffrey saw... That's another episode, okay? Yeah, very good point. Yeah, I think you have to be aware, though, that this is not what I want, and I want to change that and then have the tools to do that. And so I think that's another reason why um, it stays in the house, because some men or even women can think, this is my environment. 
How can I get out of this? I know I want to, but what's the first step? And then also like sometimes communities or just our families, they don't want us to, us to do better. They don't want to see us doing better than them. They get jealous or they're like, Oh, you think you're better than everybody now? Which is like, no, I don't think that. But my mindset is that I don't want this for myself because I know that I'm worth having a better life or just better circumstances for myself and my own family. Um, And so I do think, you know, what the environment definitely does kind of contribute to a lot of, Um, thoughts that a young person can have like is this for me should I be doing this this is what I saw my dad do you know is this what makes me a man but then you know you learn those things and then when you get an adult I do think that is your responsibility to unlearn some of those things but I will say before unlearning becomes awareness and if your community is not giving you that awareness or if you're not branching out of your own community to find that awareness then it's not going to go very far because without awareness you really don't have anything you don't have the ability to say, this is not something that I want. If you're not aware, you're just kind of staying in homeostasis. You're staying what you're used to because it's comfortable. And so, you know, a lot of people bring up, I don't have the resources. I don't have the money. I don't have the time to go, you know, get help. And I always say, well, you know, the library is free. There's podcasts out there. I mean, we have podcasts, both of us. And so there's a lot of resources online. We all have iPhones. We have phones these days. So their internet's there. Um, You know, you can talk to people outside of your community about what what helped them at your school. Students are like, you know, some students tell me they're destined for jail. They're destined to see themselves in prison. I'm like, well, you're in school for one. So you're choosing a different path. Like you're not out on the streets. You're going to school and you want your education. So first of all, you're doing something different. And there's people in this school that are here to help you. But, you know, some resistance that I find is like that trust. It's like, you're not like me. How do I know that you're trying to help me? You know, you're kind of like the op is like, you know, you're not, you know, in the streets with me or you're not in this community with me. So I don't know if I can trust you. And so there's that barrier too. But I do think it is about enlightening people about, you know, let's, let's have that awareness of what can be different for us. What do we deserve and how can we get there? And it's baby steps, but you know, you have to start somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Baby steps, baby Baby steps. steps. Now listen, let me take it back one second. Just one second. Let me take it back to the point where you said with families, it's not that I'm doing better than you. Mm -hmm. I just want it better than you. Yeah. all it is so i'm not i'm not out here showboating i'm not gloating none of that i just wanted something different than you did so i had to turn things around and i had to do things differently than you did Mm -hmm. now i'm not saying that you can't come with me um but i gotta walk through this door by myself You you can come behind me but um two people can't walk through one door Exactly. So, if you want better, and I, I I give this to my family all the time. If you want better, you have, I'm sorry, let me fix that. To do better, you have to want better. If you cool, like you said, being comfortable, you get stuck in homeostasis, and you cool being there, by all means, yeah. have, have fun yeah. over there. I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing, um, promote myself, self-healing, self-help, all of that stuff. And like you said, it is so much help out here. There's so many resources out here today that a lot of people feel like they don't have access to what you do. Steve Harvey said it best. Back in the day, day, like all the way back there, 
They didn't have cell phones, laptops, computers. Nothing. They had a dictionary and a phone book. That's it. But the resources that we have, there's so much stuff out here that's free today as well. Like, so much. But we get stuck and like, oh, man, I can't, I can't do that. That's, um, that costs too much. Mm-hmm. Do the research first before you say something costs too much. Because we get stuck saying, I can't do what she doing. Mm-hmm. I can't do what he doing. Yeah. Stop following them. Do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Do do what makes you happy, successful, and we will become prosperous. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, Sharice, please, if you could, give the people two pieces of advice today. Okay. About anything or just? Anything. Anything. Okay. Oh, that's hard. Two pieces of advice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. To my black women. Okay. Because I'm a black woman, I'm also Asian, but speaking to the black women, because I do see a lot of individuals in therapy who are black women, I saw this quote or this post, you guys may have saw it, but it said that, you know, black women often feel like they're failing instead of realizing that they're going through a mental health, you know, crisis or mental health kind of downward spiral. It feels like failure because the black women, I think, have been, you know, a large backbone in the black community of like being the superhero of being the superwoman, and that is largely, I'm not going to say largely, but that is like a a big contributing factor to that is because if we see the Black woman as like the backbone and the superwoman, it means that they got it. We don't need to contribute any more than what we do. They're good. We don't have to second guess that, you know, they have all these responsibilities. They are going to get it done, and I know that we can get it done. You can have anything, you know, on your list. It could be long, it could be short, and you're going to get it done because that's just what we do. But just because you can get it done doesn't mean you have to. It doesn't mean that you can't ask for help. And it doesn't mean that you're failing if you don't. It might mean that you're struggling with mental health. And I would say lean on the people that are there for you. And whoever that might be, you know, it might be a therapist. It might be your friend. Ask for help when you need it. Don't feel like you have to be the superhero. Um, take a break from that sometimes, you know, lean on the people that you trust. Um, And that, I guess that would be my second piece of advice is finding a place that you trust, finding a safe place. So one big part about therapy is that it offers a safe place. And so earlier when I was talking about the family members are not certified, I'm not saying they can't be a safe place, but they might not be a safe place for you mentally. And so if you are out there and you're a kid or you're an adult and you're going to family and friends and talking about your mental health and they are not helping you, They are saying, you know, go to press them dishes or give me that phone. Then, you know, I hate to say that, like, but that's what happens. It's like, you're not depressed. What do you have to be depressed about? What are you anxious about? Stop worrying. If you do not have a safe place to talk about that with your friends or your family, find a community that will embrace you. Find a therapist, find a support group, find something online. Um, Just have that outlet to talk to someone who's going to be a safe person or a safe community for you, because it is very hard. Um, struggling with mental health or just realizing that you know you're not functioning where you want to be that is so hard if you're not functioning where you want to be I'm not saying you're depressed or that something else is like a diagnosis but it could head there you could say okay right now I have these goals and I'm just falling short and I don't know why then after a long period of time it's like wow I'm still not there why am I not there I feel bad about myself now it's a character trait I'm stupid I'm a failure and then I'm depressed right and so I I'm big about preventative care if you notice that please find that safe place for you and if you need help 
like reach out to people, reach out to me. I don't care who you are. I can hook you up with some free, free resources. I know some free therapy. I know some low cost therapy. I'm here to help you as my role as a therapist is caring about people and helping people. People say therapists just are, they pay to care for you. That is not me. I truly do care. I hope you can feel it through the screen, y'all. I truly <laughs> care about my clients. I work so hard for my clients because I love you guys and I love people that are motivated to come to therapy. And so advice would be for black women to, you know, not put the superhero cape on, you know, kind of give it a rest sometimes, you know, lean on the people that you can. And then for everyone out there to find that safe place for you. And if you need help, please reach out and I'll be more than happy to hook you up with a safe place. Look at there. Listen, now speaking of that, Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you at, please. Okay. So I, my handle is Sharice Maylene. That is my personal one. I also am a private practice owner of Thrive, Thrive Therapy Tuscaloosa. It's very long. That's also my website. Um, but my private practice is named Thrive Therapy. And the place that I'm in is Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, and then I also have a podcast. It's called In Session Podcast. And we talk about mental health topics. And on my um, website, I have a blog too. So look, free resources everywhere. Like I'm here for it. That's, you know I care because I put in the extra work to put these resources out there free for y'all because I care about getting the mental health information and destigmatizing all that out there for y'all. Look at that. Oh, see, I told y'all it's free stuff out here. Free. You just got it. Google is free. Google is free. Google is free. Google is so free. And fantastic. And now, if you have it or you didn't get to hear this message, of course, I'm going to post it. It'll be out there. Everything that she said, everything she's giving y'all for free, I'm going to put it in the comments. So please always remember good people. We want to thank her for coming on here today. Awesome, awesome show. We appreciate you, ma'am. I appreciate you. Mental health is life. It's life. Right. I, can't, I, it's I can't stop talking. I just love it. <laughs> hey, look. We, hey, we can always do a part two. What, hey. what, what's your, what's your, what's your I'm here. I'm here. We, part we two. Let's go. Do that. I'm, I'm always down to talk. So, now, good people, always remember, keep the right mentality.